0: Take five! Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio, slash, Her Fantasy Football, and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on herfantasyfootball.com so you can get our newsletter. The first newsletter we'll have this year goes out tomorrow and will include our much anticipated draft sheet. And a friendly reminder make sure to tune in to our radio show on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Network from nine to eleven Eastern on Saturday night. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at Her Fantasy FB and on Facebook slash, Her Fantasy Football. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby.
1: And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Marianne Lee.
0: Yay! And it's preseason! <laughs> I was Ooh. so excited for football on Sunday until there was no football on Sunday. Oh, that was a nightmare. You can't cancel the Hall of Fame game. You can, actually. You can. They, did. <laughs>
2: they did. can. They can. Mm-hmm.
1: Touche. Mm-hmm. Touche. Touche. I do feel
2: bad, though, because it wasn't their fault. It should have dried. It didn't. Just, I just felt bad for the the uh, what was it the third string quarterback that was so jazzed to play, lost his one chance. Yeah. Well,
1: Hammer. maybe maybe I'll they'll give him a chance. Thursday. Or, yeah, Rodgers yeah. isn't gonna
2: play, I'm sure. Maybe so. they'll throw him a bone. We'll see. Yeah.
1: Well, Although it would have been well, nice to do the Hall of Fame game because it was such a special one for both the Colts and the Green Bay Packers. Packers with Favre. Brett Brett Barb, yeah. and, and then Marvin Harrison and Tony Dungy. Dungy. Was a big time, so um, yeah, that's okay, you know. I, I, I get emotional. I get emotional with these guys trying to make the team during the preseason. It's kind of upsetting. know. Really.
0: Really?
1: it's like the Olympics actually, which are going on right now. But you know, you think like these people have worked so hard, their whole life, and this is it. This
2: is it. <laughs> Maybe I'm heartless. I cry at sports montages in the Olympics, but preseason, I'm like, yeah, riff-raff. riff, riff.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> riff,
0: riff. Stop right. wasting my time. The real players
2: on the field. Wow. You're harsh, Ashley. You're harsh. Well, well, here's the thing, though. is a lot of them. Go to the, not a lot. Some do the practice squad and such, and they shift around. It's a tough life, but it's also a life that you know you're entering into. It's like with baseball, they all start, have to work their way all the way up from the farm system. It's just, it's part of the process.
1: That's yeah. right. Oh, all right. Wow. Well, I'll cry alone.
0: Uh, this week we will be going matchup by matchup in no particular order and cover every single team with our must drafts, our sleepers, and our don't drafts. Uh, might be some ballsy calls here, but this is what we do in her fantasy football. We give it to you the way we think it should be given. So we're gonna start off
1: the show with the Dallas Cowboys and the Los Angeles Rams. Mmm. And we're going to start in particular with the Dallas Cowboys. And the only thing anyone is talking about at all about the Cowboys whatsoever is Ezekiel Elliott and that hamstring, Mm -hmm. which we were told is not a big deal. But he is not going to play in Saturday's preseason opener that has already been determined. I'm fine with that. I'm actually fine if he doesn't play in the second preseason game either. If he doesn't play in the third preseason game... I'm going to start getting a hint concerned. The third preseason game is kind of the dress rehearsal. We're going to kind of talk about that throughout the whole show, is that, you know, uh, basically these first two preseason games are going to be more about trying to see, like, kind of the, the... sleeper talent deep 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 sleeper or someone that you just think that you can pick up from waiver wires later on the third preseason game is considered the dress rehearsal so you want everyone out there and considering the fact that the Dallas Cowboys are pretty much based their entire offensive scheme off of the fact that Ezekiel Elliott is one of the best mm-hmm football players to come out of college in forever Mm -hmm. Uh, if he's not out there I'm a little bit concerned and you know what his hype is warranted for those of you that are just getting back into fantasy football and coming back to us in August because you know you're like I'll start my research now because I don't know you've been doing anything other than fantasy football over the last few months you know here's the deal you know he only allowed one solitary sack out of 108 pass blocking snaps in college. That's right. He caught 92.9% of the passes thrown his way and he gained over a thousand yards just after contact at Ohio State. It is what's advertised but not if he can't play. That's my problem. So uh, you know with Odo Beckham Jr when he missed four games we thought okay that stinks but we didn't have to take him in the first round. You have to take Ezekiel Elliott in the first round. Right now, he's going as yeah. the fourth running back off the board. So it's a very different investment in him for the season. If you're in a dynasty, I mean, he's obviously the number one pick. But for everything else, I'm a little bit nervous. He's still in the must draft, but I'm watching you. Uh, speaking of must draft.
0: I think Todd Gurley's still number, number one. one over him on dynasty. but it's sophomore year. It's not like he's old.
1: Yeah, no, but the, the St. Louis Rams are so terrible on offense. I mean, and,
0: you know. We'll get there.
1: We'll get there. We'll get there. You're right. We'll get kind of there. This is Peterson. the matchup.
0: This is, this yeah. is uh, the rookie against the sophomore. That's right. Yeah. Probably no, no. neither one of them will play.
1: <laughs> I, I'm okay with either of them. Neither of them are going to play this week, and they shouldn't. But, um, yeah, it does. Bryant also is a must-start. And I, and I just want to say that because uh, last season was horrible, just mm-hmm. really, really bad. Nine games, only 31 passes, 401 yards. But before that, he went for 1,200 or more yards and caught 12 or more touchdowns in the previous three seasons. If Tony Romo's there, it's great. But, again, we don't know what that is. Sleepers, watch out for the wide receivers. Someone's going to come out as a sleeper. It's not Terrence Williams. I can tell you that much. But someone <laughs> is going to come is. out. It never. It never. Jason Witten was fourth I, in total receptions last year. So if you're in a PPR league, he's oddly a sleeper. So he is.
2: I think he's got actually got great value. I'm kind of pumped for yeah. Witten this year.
1: Yeah, he's going in the thirteenth round. He's okay. so old, you've kind of forgotten about him. But with yeah. Romo back.
0: Could, could but sadly I was on like, my I don't I talking fantasy football with our dad uh, a couple nights ago, and he threw a couple back uh, with his boss that day. And uh, I was Aww. like, "Don't forget about Jason Witten, Dad." And He starts laughing. He's like, starts like basically cursing, like I'm crazy. it's like, "Okay, okay, <laughs> okay, Dad." You do, you Dad. He's gonna pick a quarterback in the first round. <laughs> no way. I don't know, he was really drinking, so I don't know if it's really going to happen. My dad does not drink, by the way. He's not like a big drinker, but they had a barbecue. his losing streak. Barbecue.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. just hold on to that losing streak, Dad. You do you. You Hold strong on that QB. But you know what? I will say with the quarterback, uh, we will talk more about waiting on quarterback later, but Tony Romo is just really risky. If you could do like a back-to-back with a Kirk Cousins or a Tyrod Taylor, I'm cool with it. Um, But still... We have them ranked number 13, and I think we're being generous. Probably. Generous.
0: The Rams. Uh, I just wanted to take a moment. One of my girlfriend's daughters um, made the L.A. Rams cheerleading squad. and hey!
2: Yes.
0: She used to be a Broncos cheerleader moved out to California, so now she's an L.A. Rams cheerleader. And uh, it's very exciting, and it was not on Hard Knocks, which is featuring the Rams, so... Make sure you watch it, because they have one player. It's going to be exciting. We'll talk about that one player right (laughs) now, Todd Gurley. Uh, And I say I think Todd is the best uh, running back off the board, personally, in just 13 games last season, and possibly the worst team in the NFL. Mm
1: -hmm. I
0: think the only team that still deserves to be kicked out He had 1,106 yards, 10 touchdowns, 21 receptions out of 26 targets for 188 receiving yards. And um, I just think, hello. like, And that's a really bad team. That was with nobody. So now they're starting to build up their offense a little bit more, and I just think Todd Gurley's the best. Um, And Rams defense, they're going eighth off the board. Um, so you can't really sleep on them that much, but they also, they're still legit. Sleepers, you know, the next guy off the drafting board is Tavon Austin at the ADP of 129. <laughs> it's not funny. I can't decide if this team or Philadelphia is even my favorite team to cover because I only have one player to talk about on each team. Uh, but I guess he's the sleeper. 434 yards uh, rushing last year with four touchdowns, so... That's really great for a receiver. Um, (laughs) You know, he had also five receiving touchdowns with 473 yards. So, I mean, I really like him. I don't – I wouldn't, like, jump for him, but I think that he's good. Don't worry about him being carted off the field if you saw that in late July. It was just cramping from dehydration. So it's it's not a big deal. And don't draft everybody. Everybody else, guys. Everybody else. Houston Texans and the San Francisco 49ers.
2: First, I'd like to say, I can't believe you're drinking the Brandon juice on the Tavon Austin. What happened to you? Stay uh, strong. Stay I, mean, strong. I,
0: I have He's so late. I drafted him, but he's so late, and if you can even get him even later, I mean, in the 14th round, why not take him?
2: I know. I just I have to hate on him. He's one of those guys.
0: I didn't Someone's mention
2: Lan- Lance Kendrick. I didn't
0: do why that. Not on that train. Lance
1: Kendrick's, come on now.
0: No. No, no. Who's the I other, thought you were the, the rookie that... quarterback tight end connection. I am, but if Casey Keenum's going to be starting, yeah, I think that I think that eventually he'll, you know, the rookie will be starting. But it's going to be such I a hot
2: Casey Keenum as well, like the like the radio guy. Is that? <laughs> oh
1: yeah, <laughs> sorry, Casey Kasem. Casey, Casey Kasem. Kasem. Yeah, this is Casey Keenum. Yeah. Casey. I Keenum, know, but it's similar, Casey Keenum, but... like
0: also yeah. our listener, our one of our favorite fans. Um. Yes.
1: Anyways.
0: Houston, Hi, Texans. Hi, Casey. Hi, Casey. Again, San Francisco to, 49ers.
2: To the Texans. So you've got your obvious must-starts, right? DeAndre Hopkins, Lamar Miller. DeAndre Hopkins, he's going fourth overall as a wide receiver. His overall ADP across all positions is eighth. But what's interesting is I always think, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins is good. And he is good. He's an elite receiver. But he's only scored three less total fantasy points last year than Odell Beckham Jr. It's not a, yeah. like I always put him as like a, a, a tier below the Antonio Browns, the OBJ, but not really. He's he's right there. And, and the and funny when, thing is, is everybody else is there. too. My husband just everybody did a draft, puts and people are job. taking
0: Brandon Cooks over DeAndre Hopkins, and it's like, okay.
2: He's, he's the <laughs> forgotten. Depending on your draft, he's a bit of a forgotten man, and a hidden gem Again, depending on your draft, if you draft with a lot of experienced people, they know about DeAndre Hopkins and they're drafting him appropriately. Hence, why his overall is taken as the eighth highest player off the uh, board. But for the most part, like three less points. This, I mean, that's he's right there. He is right there. Don't you think people are
1: baking in Brock Osweiler plus Lamar Miller coming to town and actually staying healthy? No. Why would they? Why would
2: they? You've right. had Arian Foster over the years. Has been able to take touches out of the backfield. Alfred Blue is a god. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I, mean, I didn't I was like, what? They, you're like, Ash. <laughs> the, the quarterbacks have been horrible since the you know the dawn of time. And I'm no. sorry.
0: Look at Pittsburgh. They have a the running game. Having a good running game is only going to open it up for DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre it's Hopkins. He's only going to open yeah. it up, so he, you know. All
1: right, yeah. I like this hot take. But
0: I'm not a Brock Osweiler yeah. fan, so I get why people are hesitant for DeAndre Hopkins. But he is quarterback <laughs> I proof. I get people. it too. He is quarterback. Yeah, he is proof. quarterback proof. Yes. He's,
2: he, but he's he's player proof. He's on an island on his own. He to is. some he's, extent, a, I, don't I would actually, actually say in the same game the other people. I, to some extent, I would say that Antonio Brown, and Odell Beckham Jr. Are actually more reliant on their quarterbacks than DeAndre Hopkins. Absolutely. I will stay. I will, I will stay. Antonio I will stay Brown, for
1: that. sure. I don't,
0: don't know about Odell Beckham. For because sure. We don't, don't know like about Odell like like, Beckham. Yeah, Eli's. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, yeah.
1: We don't need to worry but about Eli that. Eli
2: Manning, <laughs> he's still a step above any <laughs> Texas quarterback ever of all time. So... Anyway, DeAndre Hopkins, target for him because he does to, for whatever reason kind of, he's he's in our heads associated as a slight tear down from the other guys and he really isn't. Lamar Miller, he is the sixth running back on off the board, 13th overall. I think that's pretty okay for him. He finished 10th best, best last year out of running backs. I think it's worth the hype. I think he's going to have a better, bigger role this year as we've stayed in previous shows. I like him a lot. My sleepers are like real deep sleepers. Like These are guys that Aren't even ranked overall. Jalen Strawn, 90th wide receiver off the board. I'm intrigued. I think he could be one of those guys. If you're in a rough week, that he's he's a guy that randomly maybe targeted in an end zone. That's that's what I see for him this season. And so, I think if you're in a serious pinch, he's a guy that you can maybe think about. And then you've got their tight end who is entering. He's is his third year. He's the starting tight end now. C.J. I always mess up his name. And by always, this is the first time I've said it. <laughs> Better. Fedorowicz, Fedorowicz,
0: is that right? Yeah, yeah. Fedorowicz.
2: I've said it I don't times think anybody's now. ever
0: said his name out loud, Ashley, so thank you for that.
2: Well, well, here you go. Fedorowicz, welcome <laughs> to the NFL buddy. This will be the first and probably last time we say your name on the show. But, again, based off the whole rookie, and you no, know Brock's not a rookie, but this is his first year starting as an NFL quarterback. They tend to lean on their tight ends. I'm intrigued. He's over Griffin, who played last year. So this guy clearly hasn't played enough in training camp to position himself above Ryan Griffin in the tight end position. Not to say he's going to have a huge presence, because, again, he won't, but he's an interesting play. If you got someone that gets goes down to hurt and you need to do a serious, serious flyer, maybe you're doing daily, possibly, but don't drafts is Brock Eisweiler. Don't do it. I'll be quicker on the San Francisco 49ers because you know I don't like talking. Carlos Hyde, he's an obvious. You've got to get him. He's going as the 16th running back off the board, which, again,
1: I think is actually pretty okay for him. What do you guys think on that as his position? It might be high, but there are so few single backs anymore. You have to I'm do saying, a solo
2: back, you got to kind of go, I'm okay with 16th. I think that's going to be worth worth your spend. That's in the very end of the third slash beginning of the fourth round. Why not? Yeah. I think that's fine. My sleepers are Bruce Ellington and Tori Smith. Bruce Ellington you can get in the 20th to 21st round, slash the guy's not being drafted as a starting wide receiver. He's going 70th overall for wide receivers. And Tory Smith is also going in the uh, 22nd overall for wide receivers and then in the 12th to 13th round. I actually really like Bruce, maybe even more than I like Tory Smith. So No, it's Torrey's here. It's or Torrey here. Cornelius. Torrey's here. Torrey. But either way, these are two starting wide receivers that essentially are not even being drafted in some leagues. So go for these guys. I think they're fine. Everybody else, you know, don't draft anyone else. It's definitely not the quarterback position. I forgot. The San Francisco 49ers could be kicked out of the league too. It could be.
0: But, but you know what <laughs> we said about the Oakland and Jacksonville Jaguars two years ago, and look at them now. And look at them now. Right. So maybe us just saying that will turn it around.
1: We've always right. had a soft spot for the Jags, though. It's just too easy. It's true. It's It's like the Cleveland Browns. You just can't go there. Yeah. Detroit Lions of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Brandon, the Lions. Okay, so I'm just going to be very clear with everyone. Uh, It was a slow news day today, and one of the beat writers for the Detroit Lions, uh, I think it's, Key? Uh, from, ML- from MLive.com, said that he believes that Marvin Jones is actually the wide receiver one on the Detroit Lions, and everyone, of course, accepted it as gospel and have moved on with their lives. I'm here to say, let's stop that. No, no, no. no. This is the no. time of year where you want to differentiate between opinions and facts, this guy's opinion is totally legitimate, and he has been there, and he's been watching the, the practices. I'm sure Marvin Jones looks great. To me, what this means is that now Marvin Jones went from I'm avoiding him to, like, sure, if he falls to me. That's what it is. But Golden Tate, okay, he had 99 receptions in 2014, 90 receptions in 2015 behind calvin johnson now calvin johnson's gone so that's the floor right his floor is 90 catches uh you know as far as like marvin jones participation sure you know i mean i think he'll be fine but here's the deal he was playing behind aj green but he only had 65 catches you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. as yeah, but that's receiver a too, quarterback, a
0: different offense. Now he's with Stafford, and he's going to get those 99 receptions that Golden Tate got last year because Golden Tate's going to be double covered and Marvin Jones is going to be open. And Marvin Jones is just as talented as Golden Tate, is my opinion. He so is. I can see why that guy said that is because Golden Tate performed that well behind Calvin Johnson. Marvin Jones is going to perform that well behind Golden Tate, who's not Megatron. But
2: the problem is... Golden Tate is, is still the wide receiver one on that team. Exactly. He is.
0: He is. Yes, but that means that he's
1: going to be covered and Jones is going to be open. I I think that, that they're not going to double cover Golden Tate. I don't I think, think they can be equally covered. I think they'll be equally covered. I think actually probably the beneficiary here is actually Eric Ebron, but we'll get to him in a second. What I will say, though, is that Marvin Jones is the -the down-the-field guy, and then Golden Tate, as always, is the intermediate uh, short range guy. And to me, that's where Matt Stafford's going to stay. I don't know if he's going to be as down the field as what Marvin Jones believers are going to want. Right. So, you know, and not only that, but where Golden Tate's best is yards after the catch. So he was actually seventh in the league in that. So, I mean, you gotta, you gotta look at that as well. So I don't know. I think that this is a little bit much ado about nothing, but I think Marvin Jones is a good sleeper. Uh, unless he boosts up everyone's draft boards because this guy said that he's going to be the wide receiver one. So I'm a little worried about saying sleeper at this point. Um, As far as the sleepers are concerned as well, Theo Riddick had the number one amount of receptions in the league tied with Danny Woodhead at 80 last season. And then there's Zach Zenner, who's kind of the popular guy from South Dakota. And then there's Amir Abdullah, whoever thinks is going to break out. This is why we have a preseason, so pay attention, and that person will be the sleeper. Eric Ebron, as I just said, I think he's going to help fill that Calvin Johnson-shaped hole that Detroit has. It's a very large hole. I'm not drafting Matthew Stafford, though, because I think he'll be on the waiver wire. Get used to not having Calvin Johnson, and he doesn't need to do that on your team. So sad.
0: Yeah, it is sad. Stafford without Megatron. It's just not right. It's just not right. It's
1: Pittsburgh hard. Steelers, Brandon. Well, you draft Antonio Brown, we have <laughs> s- <laughs> number one forever, as far as I'm concerned. We've talked a lot about Le'Veon Bell and D'Angelo Williams. You guys all know our opinion at this point, which is that Le'Veon Bell is probably going to be a great talent once it comes back, but you need to have an insurance plan with D'Angelo Williams. Otherwise, just borderline don't bother. you got to get to the playoffs. So I kind of pair them together. Le'Veon Bell, we have ranked 8, and D'Angelo Williams, 34. You may even stretch for D'Angelo Williams, frankly, uh, if you are going to go that route. Sleepers are going to be uh, Marcus Wheaton and Sammy Coates. We've also discussed this a lot. You know, They're both going to be vying for the wide receiver two position. There's a lot of buzz around Sammy Coates. He's shooting up the draft boards. We have him at 63, but he's going very close to the same time as Marcus Wheaton. So just keep your eye on that. Wheaton has more experience. Sammy Coates has the upside. I think it might be Marcus Wheaton, frankly. But I
2: feel like the experience usually is right. trumps upside when we come to this level of player. Wheaton's not bad. Well, I don't honestly, think a, I'm saying yeah, I think, I think I, Wheaton will be the guy because I think that. Yeah, I'm mean, just saying. Even like, enough that I think Wheaton will get the majority of the playing time and he's got the experience, and I think Big Ben's already pretty comfortable with him. I think Sammy's really talented and he'll still get used, but if I had to choose, I think Wheaton.
1: Yeah, Sammy's ADP is going up, 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 and and Marcus is going down, down, down. So that's why I'm probably probably gonna have more Marcus than Sammy. But I have some teams where I have both, just in case. If you're in a deep league, sure, why not? Why not? Uh, don't draft as Ladarius Green. I don't. This guy, I don't know anything about him, other than he was behind Antonio Gates San Diego. They didn't think enough of him to keep him on, even though Antonio Gates is father time they let him go uh, and now he's in Pittsburgh and they didn't really use the tight end anyway and Heath Miller was really close with Ben Roethlisberger and uh, you know remember the year when Beth Ro- Roethlisberger said I want him to go to the Pro Bowl and he made it happen Mm-hmm. he doesn't feel that way about Ladarius Green so I'm not quite <laughs> sure it's going to happen and no offense I just I you know I just think I'm with that you. people I'm with are you. Any way too high on me? him
0: not, what? not my flavor. I thought he got injured as well. I'm not sure, but, yeah, I'm not into Ladarius either, Brandon.
1: No, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah you, uh, could you actually, like, practice with the team before I have to, like, pay attention to you? Yeah, I'm with you. I, I it just I, – I don't I don't know why everyone thinks he's definitely a wide receiver or, a, I'm sorry, a uh, tight end one. So, you know, I don't know.
0: Denver Broncos and Chicago Bears. The Broncos uh, must draft Denver defense. Uh, That's easy. They have the 13th easiest schedule, too, which isn't too bad. Um, Demarius Thomas. uh, We've said this before, but everybody's like, he had a down year, and yes, he only had six touchdowns, but he had 1,300 yards. So give the man a freaking break. The value is there. He's going in the third round. Hello. Love it. Love it. Manuel Sanders, same thing. He's going in the sixth round. This is an, If you're in a, a 10-man PPR league, I mean, it's this is beautiful. He, too, had six touchdowns and 1,100 yards. I mean, I'm into it. The targets are there. I'm, I'm going to do it. C.J. Anderson, uh, he's he's the back, you guys. I don't think there's any competition there. C.J. Anderson will be the workhorse. Um, and... I guess we're going to sign on. I wasn't signed on last year, and it was a complete mess. Um, this year, we're just going to do it. You have to pay Jumping a little in. bit of a price for him um, in the third round. But again, it's not that high. So OK. And uh, kickers matter, guys. Brandon McManus, that guy's got a boot on him. Saw him make a 65-yarder at practice the other day. It was awesome. Sleepers. Benny Fowler, we had a... If you were Tucker,
2: you'd make a... What did he say? Did you see Justin Tucker said he'd make like an 84-yard field goal kick if he was a Broncos kicker? Yeah, probably would. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I'd like to see it if you come here to Denver, my friend. Yeah, game. yeah.
1: You know, you know Baltimore will give him year. the chance.
0: You know Baltimore will give yeah. him the chance. They always they, do. They like those
1: outrageous kicks. So why yes, not? they yeah. do. Read oh. your settings. If you lose points for missed kicks, Tucker is your least favorite kicker. Because yeah. they make him do those 60 yard kicks. It's bad. Yeah. On the reg. Yep.
0: Well, just like you know that you're going to be drafting those guys, the sleepers really are sleepers in Denver for sure. Um, Virgil Green and Jeff Harriman, both tight ends. Um, it's going to be toss-up between the two of them. And although Kubiak is definitely a tight end coach, um, I don't think they're going to have enough to throw around to both of them. So it's going to be weird. I don't know. Virgil Green's much better at blocking um, Jeff's supposedly gonna be catching the ball, but I don't know. It, it's tough. That's really tough. But one of them is going to be decent in fantasy. I don't know who, but one of them. Devontae Booker, the rookie. Um, he's like the 51st running back off the board. So, okay. Yeah. I think he's a great handcuff. He's picking mm-hmm. up the plays fast. He looks good. He's super talented. Um He's going to be part of this scheme, but if CJ goes down, he's the guy. Um, And don't draft Ronnie Hillman, unfortunately. It's not Hmm. not looking good for him being part of the offense. Oh, yeah, and the quarterbacks, any of them. Don't draft him. Thanks. Chicago Bears, (laughs) must draft. All right, I'm getting ballsy here, guys. Kevin White, ADP, 85, which is like eighth round... I really, really like him. I'm going for him. Guys, he was the seventh pick in the first round in the 2015 draft. Yes, he was out last year with injury, but he's going to see a lot of targets, and he could become the number one receiver if Alshon Jeffrey is no more. They have the seventh easiest
2: schedule for wide receivers in Chicago.
1: Oh, yeah. He he's my guy. He could be
2: the next Marvin Jones. He could be.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, Golden Tate. Golden Tate. This Golden Tate guy is amazing. Oh, Uh, oh, that. Jeremy (laughs) Langford. He's a must. He's a must draft. Uh, He's good in PPR as well. Um, Fourth easiest schedule for Chicago. It's it's for sure deal. Uh, Sleepers for me: Zach Miller. Uh, I'm like back and forth with this guy. He's in concussion protocol right now. Mm-hmm. His fourth year, he's been playing, and he's never played all 16 games. So there's that, you guys. So he does have injuries for sure. But Bennett is gone. They will—they're going to target him. There's no question he's going to see the targets. Um, and he was able to snatch five t- t- touchdowns last year with Bennett. So I'm okay. And Jake Cutler, I'm going to give him a sleeper, guys. Fourth easiest schedule of all. And if all the players around him can stay healthy, at least the majority this year, I think that he's going to have a good year. He had one of his best years last year for himself. Granted, it wasn't the best out of other quarterbacks, but for him, it was good, and nobody was playing on his team. So I'm into it. Quarterback two, of course, never your number one guy.
2: So you're voting Jay Cutler as, like, comeback player of the year 2016? Comeback backup player of the year. I there wouldn't start go. him.
0: Like he's my backup. That's but I, I would feel good about having him on my backup. And don't draft you guys. I am putting Alshon Jeffrey on the do not draft list. Mm. Listen, his ADP is way too high for the fact that he is so injured all the time. He has soft tissue issues, which is a huge problem. Stefania Bell just came out today and said the last few years she's. She's stayed away from the do not draft list. This year she started back up. She's got two players, and one of them's is Alshon Jeffrey, based on injuries. His injuries are bad. Bad, bad, bad. So I'm not going to draft him. I suggest you don't draft him unless he, like, falls to you deep. But I'm not obviously that deep. He's not going to go that deep. But I would mm-hmm. let somebody else have that headache. And myself. I know it's an easy schedule. But I just have no interest in a guy who's going to play for five games and be gone. And you don't even know what part of the season the five games are because he just got hurt again. So hmm. I'm done. Sorry, Alshon. I'm not on your train. San Diego Chargers, the Tennessee Titans.
2: Well, now you make me all nervous because we talk about Keenan Allen, also, Mr. Injury. Uh, was he on her list? No. She didn't Who's give the other
0: early? person. She didn't give it. I'm guessing it's Foster,
2: but she didn't say. Mm. Could be. A mm. little, te- little teaser she's pulling there to find out the next one. Well, Keenan Allen. I'm, I'm always nervous about Allen. I have apparently an unfavorable opinion about Keenan Allen. Uh, he is going 14th overall, wide receiver off the board, 28th in general. So you're going to have to grab him at the end of the second into the third on the turn. Um, I tend to stay away from him. I advise you as well but most fantasy experts would not advise you to stay away from him and so therefore I have put him in the must draft category <laughs> I love Keenan Allen I love don't him. I know you love like him. him but for me it's the same situation if I've got another guy one position below him who's got a healthier you know track record I'm going with that guy I am. I'd almost, and I've said it before, Travis Benjamin I also have on my must draft, not in the conventional sense of this is a top, you know, round guy, but he's the 51st wide receiver off the board. You can get him in the 13th round. Your draft is almost over. Why wouldn't you grab a starting wide receiver in the
1: 13th round? I'm Especially going since to Stevie Johnson's now up season officially. Exactly, yeah.
2: Johnson's out. You know, so yeah. why wouldn't you grab him in the 13th round? To me, that is a must pick. If you are in the 13th, you are looking for Travis Benjamin. That is amazing value. Again, we're talking, you know, San Francisco 49er crazy status of starting wide receivers that are going at the end of the draft slash not being drafted. So, for me, Travis Benjamin is a must draft Sorry, a must draft Philip Rivers. Brandon's not high on him. I like him. I think they're gonna make a little bit of sweet magic. And again, for where you get him, you can get him in the tenth round. If we're talking you're going for that low, you know, late round quarterback, why not Phillip Rivers? Why not? He's got people to throw to. Like as we said, he's gonna want to throw to Gates, who's another must start on in terms of your tight ends. He's going to have Travis Benjamin to throw to. He's going to have Keenan Allen to throw to. And they have James Jones, who's another potential sleeper that isn't even being drafted. That guy's going in the 22nd round overall. I don't think James Jones is going to be as big of a presence as everybody else, because I do think that Travis Benjamin is a, a more explosive and talented player in this particular point in their careers. James Jones is on the tail end of his career, and this isn't an AP situation where we're you know, arguing with you that he's not dead. James <laughs> Jones dead. Not saying he's dead, I'm starting rumors here, but I I would prefer Travis Benjamin. I think he's going to get more looks, and he's on the depth chart as the starting wide receiver, so let's treat him as such. My don't drafts, Melvin Gordon, I'm not saying he's a not draft. I'm just saying he's more of a cautionary tale, only for the fact, but at the same time, actually, he's going in the sixth-seventh <laughs> slash round, and he's a starting running back, so it's not horrible. Yeah. He's not the there. I, I would grab him as your flex. Why wouldn't you grab him? He's a starting mm-hmm. running back. You know, it's kinda of those you never know. I'd you know, rather than taking a Jarek McKinnon hoping AP goes down.
1: Their offensive line is so bad. It's horrible. It really I is. I mean, bad. it was ranked last by Pro Football Focus last year, and um, uh that is in, in my opinion what really held him back. Because he was also a rookie, so he was trying to learn, and he's just getting his butt kicked well, yeah, behind the line of scrimmage. Keeping Jeez. the
2: ball in his hands issues, too. Yeah. But for they've sure. had another year with the bad line to try to figure some stuff out. I'm just saying, I for where know. you can get him, flex isn't horrible. He's not, a, he's not a running back one. He's not a running back two, in my eyes. But he's an okay flex. So Titans. something to think about. Uh, Titans, Delaney Walker... We love Walker. You always draft Walker. You can give him Walker. the sixth round. Walker. Love him. Why not? DeMarco Murray, i got him as a must draft as well. Um, he's going in the fourth to fifth round. Again, I don't view DeMarco Murray as a starting running back, and it's probably, again, unfavorable. I view him as a flex. So decide if you are willing to do that, and the reason I say I have him as a flex is because he is going to be, in theory at some point, sharing with Derek Henry, who I have as a potential sleeper, um, who is going in the... Ninth slash tenth round. I do think DeMarco Murray's gonna get the bulk of the carries, but I do think that Henry will come in for a little bit. So for me, I don't want to deal with this committee situation. I would rather look elsewhere. And to not draft the rest of them. Richard Matthews got some potential as historically the Titans, and Titans wideouts can't break into the top twenty-five receivers ever at all. It just doesn't happen. But he's going in the for the seventy-fourth over, sorry, seventy-fourth wide receiver and in the twenty fourth round overall. So you could tick a flyer on this guy and no one's gonna hate you for that. At the very end of the draft. We're talking like you've got one pick left before your defense and your kicker. Richard Debbie's at a
0: horrible point. Right yeah. before I took Cole Beasley. Oof. There you go. The serious XM league we're in. It's so deep. It's so crazy. It's yeah, so it bad. is so
1: crazy. It's yeah. So
0: bad. I don't even and it's been going on for like three weeks. So I don't even know where we're at anymore. I get so confused. I, I don't even know. I don't know. I'm lost. I'm lost. New Orleans Saints to the New England Patriots.
1: Okay. Well, I will say that I really like the New, the, uh, New Orleans Saints. Uh, I think that Mark Ingram is a must start for sure. We have him ranked number 10. Brandon Cooks, must start for sure. We have him ranked number 5. That's a hint high, but I think he's going to be a, a top 20 guy, no problem. So he's definitely someone you want to start. And a Drew Brees, until he throws under 4,000 yards and stops being the number one in passing yards on the season, uh, I, he'll be on my fantasy team gladly. We have him ranked number four. And in my opinion, after him, it's a pretty dark downward spiral for quarterbacks. Uh, and, and, to, and and not really a big deal downward spiral, but just you have to pair them instead of like really believing. So um, Kobe Fleener, though, is really the guy that I, I wanted to say that you, know, you really want to get him. They want to go back to passing to the tight end. And if you remember correctly, from 2011 to 2014, Jimmy Graham averaged 88.75 receptions, 1,099 yards, and 11.5 touchdowns. Do I think he'll do exactly those numbers? No. But I do think he's going to get in the realm of that area. And even though he had horrible drops, like they made memes and gifs and everything else out of his horrible drops, he's actually considered quite a good pass-catching tight end, and they did not hire him to block. So awesome. The problem is <laughs> we have him ranked number 6 and so does everybody else. So it's not a sleeper situation but it is a due draft situation. So congrats. You're going to have to pay up. Uh, as far as sleepers are concerned Willie Sneed and Michael Thomas. So Mike Thomas is a rookie wide receiver who's had a great camp and everyone is really high on him. Uh, but I still think Willie Sneed is going to be sneaking in there. But you Don't get him confused
0: with the Michael Thomas who was also a rookie wide receiver for the Los Angeles Rams. Correct.
1: Yes. Two different people. Two very different people <laughs> <laughs> in very different circumstances. Yes. Uh, the problem is is that with the New Orleans Saints, as we all know, uh, they like to spread the ball around traditionally. You know it was one of those things that Marcus Colston always ended the season with a ton of yards, but you always said, "When?" If you owned him, right? You were like, "What? He was yeah. I, I hated playing this guy. I'm a little afraid that both of them will be that way. Very hit and miss. It's a little too committee for me. But if you're looking, if you're in a deeper league where you have flex positions that you need to fill, they're perfect. Uh, CJ Spiller, do not draft. Do not draft. It's actually rumored that he may not even have a spot on the roster, and he hasn't gone for over 425 all purpose yards since 2013. The New England Patriots, I am low on pretty much everyone who's not named Rob Gronkowski or Julian Edelman. Good news, Julian Edelman came back. He was healthy. He ran around. He got hurt again with his foot. Ends up that was just a false alarm. He's fine. So no worries. But hopefully they just let him continue getting healthy over the preseason because I don't need to see Julian Edelman play. I know he's the number one wide receiver. That's not a question. Yeah, so we have him ranked number 19, but he's going very late in drafts. In an auction that I just did, he was the same price as Sterling Shepard. I think it was the Jimmy Garoppolo effect it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Still Julian Alman. I'm with you. I'm with you. What I'm saying is, he's such a value. He's like Demarius Thomas, where you get almost angry. You're like, yeah. I'm not gonna get on these hypes when I'm ranking the wide receivers.
0: I'm just not gonna do it. I'm sorry. Like, there's just like has to be limits. Especially
1: if you're in a PPR league, stop yourself. You're getting crazy. Um, Sleepers, I guess, is Dion Lewis because of the whole injury situation. We're gonna have to go a little sight unseen, I think. So I'm, I'm nervous. Hint sleeper. It's both, uh, and then Legarrette Blunt. I'm sorry, you know that Bill Belichick likes to screw with us. Mm-hmm. But they're going to need to run the ball with Jimmy Garoppolo in for four games. Which well, they by even said they're going to
2: increase Blunt's resistance. workload. So I, I yeah. when I ranked the wide receivers, so the, the running backs, I dropped Dion Lewis quite low compared to our friends. And family out there in the fantasy world. But <laughs> he's he's hurt and they just and Blunt is going to get the bulk of the workload, which has been confirmed, and yes it is Belichick, But why why is everyone so high on Dion Lewis? He
1: because is one he of his quite
2: small sample size.
1: But he does catch he, the ball. He
0: catches
2: the ball. That's why. Absolutely. Just like Shane Vereen did here and there. Just like we had a Jonas <laughs> Gray phenomenon. CJ Spiller. I mean, like, get over yourselves. Let's stop this craziness. I agree. You're choosing, what, you're agree.
1: choosing blunt, right? I don't think there's even a question. Well, you can get blunt at the end of your draft. Yeah. <laughs> I literally just Who's got the on the starting running back. Yeah, I mean, come on now. So I value is there. Um, I'm neutral on Chris Hogan and Malcolm Mitchell right now. I know there's some buzz around them. Uh, again, my problem is Tom Brady's not there for four games, and they have a horrible schedule. Horrible schedule. It is the absolute hardest. They don't even have the one that they need for four of the games. And don't draft Tom Brady, as I've said before. Again. Four games he's out, he has a bye week, a horrible schedule, and in the playoffs he plays against the Denver Broncos. No thank you. And also Martellus Bennett. So supposedly all these people are sleepers, and yet again, I'm going to repeat it, four games without Tom Brady, horrible schedule. There are not enough targets to go around for everyone, and I think this two tight end set is going to be a fun experiment some games, but not consistent enough to be where he's going off the boards. We have him ranked number 17, and we are extremely low on him.
2: Low...
0: Carolina Panthers at the Baltimore Ravens. Panthers, obviously, must draft Cam Newton. He's the first quarterback off the board, so you're going to have to pay for him at the top of the third round, and you should have to pay for him. Calvin Benjamin, I think this could be one of the best value picks out there. He is the 16th wide receiver off the board, and I think that he's going to be top 10 wide receiver. Everything coming out of wow. Kansas, says he looks fantastic. He's got his groove back. He's a lot smarter than he was in the rookie season. You know, he's had time to really understand the plays, and he's catching everything. I love that. This Uh wide receiver by committee BS that was coming out early, I knew it was BS. I'm not into it. Calvin Benjamin, I think, is a great value pick. Um, Greg Olson, of course. Hello. Third tight end (laughs) off the board. You're going to have to take him late in the fourth round. Sorry, but he has the fourth easiest schedule. On a Series XM like show, Brandon asked questions about the tight end, and we were all like, we're taking Greg Olson. We're taking Greg Olson. I mean, it's, just, it's money. It's just money. You can't help it. Um, he's 6'5", 255 pounds, and he did not need to shed weight before training camp. He's just a big, solid man beast, and I'm into it. Just as fantasy football, I need to control myself right now. Jonathan Stewart, <laughs> um, he isn't technically a sleeper, but the value is there. If you were not in a PPR league, I like Stewart, where you can get him. So that's why I say he is a must draft, because where you get him is great value for him. He's the eighth running back off um, in fantasy points last year, but he's the 24th running back off the board. Yes, he has injury problems. Sure, he hasn't played 16 games since 2011. Fine, but he feels 100%. There's other people around him to support him. He's not going to be running the ball constantly. We have Benjamin back. That'll, you know, relieve some of the stress off of him. He has the fifth easiest schedule. I, I, I mean, hello.
1: I'm high on him too. I agree. I'm
0: high on him. Sorry, where are you? Well, compared to other people, (laughs) right?
1: Yeah. Obviously,
0: Carolina's defense. You're going to draft, and Graham Gano is the second kicker coming off the board. For sleepers, Devin Funches, his ADP is 144. Um, he's a sophomore wide receiver. There's that sophomore slump that can be interesting, but I think he can be the next Eric Decker. I Whoa. think in the fact, listen, I think with Benjamin Back, I think that Funches is going to fall into his role as wide receiver too. I think it was too much pressure on him for such a young guy to become that wide receiver one, and some guys just aren't meant to be it. Not that Funchess necessarily was the number one guy. They kind of alternated a lot. But I think that he has the ability to be dynamite under Benjamin. And Ted Ginn Jr., I don't have him written up here, but he's barely being drafted. And, again, value, value, value. This is a very dynamic offense, and I... If you're in deep rounds, deep leagues, I think you should take him. Who I'm not drafting is Cameron Artis-Payne. Not that he won't get more time this year. He will. But he's going to lose touchdowns to Tolbert, you guys. So he's just not a good enough handcuff for me to draft him behind Stewart. I will take a handcuff somewhere else. For the Baltimore Ravens, uh, must draft Justin Tucker, the kicker. That's all. Sleepers. Um, this team is all about value. Value, value, value. No true must drafts um, in the sense. Justin Forsett's ADP is 83, 34th running back off the board. Um he got injured last year. Um but who didn't on this on this team? This team is like was a disaster last year with injuries. Um but he has co- he's got some competition this this year, but it seems like the coaches really like him and say he looks fantastic like he did in 2014. So, you know, the value's there. If you're willing to take a risk on Baltimore, there's Justin Forsett. Mike Wallace, um, he really fits well in this offense, especially with Steve Smith and Rashad Perryman. If he and whatever with their injuries, you never know. Um, so Mike Wallace, he's fine. He he passed his physical. It's Okay. We're good to go. Mm -hmm. And Steve Smith Sr., in just seven games, Smith had 670 yards and three touchdowns. If you draft him, you know you're going to have him for a limited amount of time. It's going to be a sentimental pick. I get it. Um, That's where you are are with Steve Smith. Those are okay sometimes. Just make sure you don't reach for him. And I have to say, don't draft. Even though you can get Rashad Perriman for nothing, um, unless you're in a dynasty league, I'm not going to draft him. He was out all season last night last year with the PCL tear, and now he suffered a partial torn ACL in June. Some part of me just feels like this man is not meant to be running. And that's a problem yeah. for a wide receiver. So I'm out. Cleveland Browns of the Green Bay Packers.
1: Oh, yeah, you know, this is obviously really stunning. I, <laughs> I don't want to be a jerk, but RG3 was named the starter this week. It's a little dis... Uh, 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 I feel it Not under my, not on my post.
2: We knew this was coming.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Gary Barnage suffered a sports hernia surgery issue. Um, but he says he's feeling great now. He should be fine. I still think he's the number one target on this team. Uh, however, one of my sleepers I feel very passionately about is Corey Coleman, who has been looking fantastic at camp. He got 20 touchdowns at Baylor last year. Two zero. I, I was like, what? In one season? Yeah. What? That's very impressive. And he's a very athletic person. A lot of people say that he's the next Steve Smith, Steve Smith Sr., if you will. And to me, that's music to my ears. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, sign me up. People just just need to
0: keep talking about Josh Gordon so that Corey Coleman's value just keeps dropping and dropping.
1: And you can snatch him up
0: and just love your life for the rest of the year.
1: Well, and let's talk for a second about Josh Gordon. So we have him ranked thirty-nine. Uh, all of the drafts that I'm going, he's going very early. Yeah, third, fourth round. I don't want anything to do with Josh Gordon in the third or fourth no. round. Because, A, he's not going to play for the first four games. That's determined already. End of discussion. Now, when he comes back, ironically, it'll be the same game that Tom Brady comes back, which is just the way to get people to watch the Browns. But, yeah, so he'll come back, and maybe he'll do something interesting. But the fact that he keeps getting injured in camp, and the coach has even said he's not in football shape. Straight up. It's not good. I don't think we expected him to be, yeah. Well, the people that are drafting him in the third or fourth round should be expecting that of the person they're drafting. And if you can't do it, don't do that. That's that's my thing. I got Josh Gordon as a flyer before he was reinstated in a couple leagues. I feel great about that. If you already did that fine, that ship has sailed. Now? Yeah. It's He's done. a don't draft, uh, including RG3. And then the other thing is the the running back situation. We've discussed this numerous times. You know, Duke Johnson for sure. Isaiah Crowell's a sleeper, but you're probably not depending on him, but that's fine because you can get him late. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, this team, we're hoping Hugh Jackson helps out, but the preseason is going to have a lot to do with that.
0: The Packers, draft them all. Draft them all. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to take a quarterback early and maybe Cam Newton's just a little too rich for your blood. Well, four picks later, you can get Aaron Rodgers. What a deal. What a deal. <laughs> what a deal. <laughs> but honestly, like, he has a really easy schedule, Rodgers does, this year. So that's fabulous. Jordy Nelson, great. Taking him. Randall Cobb, great. He's back to his wide receiver two position where he should You're be. You're not worried
1: about Nelson's injury? Um, no. No. Yeah, I am. <laughs>
0: Good. I, I, I <laughs> no. am slightly worried about that, but sometimes you do have to just take the risk over, you know, the potential. It's just like a Le'Veon Bell. Like, you know, he, of course he could get injured again, but you're going to still take him high because what he gives you when you get him, it's worth it, right? Hopefully you can pick up a wide receiver that becomes, you know, that's why sleepers are so important. You can pick up a wide receiver that becomes the number one guy and very productive like a Corey Coleman. Um, Eddie Lacy, he looks good, he's thin, he's having great, great practices. We're going to cross our fingers that he doesn't completely implode. Uh. And, of course, Mason Crosby. Sleepers, Green Bay defense, you guys. They have the 11th easiest schedule. Uh, They're the 16th defense off the board. So most people only take one defense. You won't even have to draft them. Keep an eye on them though because they are the perfect matchup people James Starks is a fabulous handcuff I enjoy him greatly and for my don't drafts I have Jared Cook and Richard Rogers. Brandon may disagree but they will be splitting receptions and now that Nelson is back the touchdowns are gone people for them like there'll be a few but not nearly as much as there was last year for Rogers. and now they're going to be splitting it I am not in on Cook so if I'm going to take one over the other it's definitely definitely Rogers.
2: Minnesota Vikings at the Cincinnati Bengals. There's only one must draft, and that is Teddy Bridgewater. Clearly. Clearly. Get it. AP, (laughs) second best last year, obviously. The guy had almost 1,500 yards, 1,485 to be exact, 11 touchdowns. He's still in fine shape. He's looking fine in camp. They're doing the usual, not really playing him. Don't let that freak you out. This is what AP has done since the beginning of time. No reason to freak out. We are drafting AP sleepers. If I had to draft today, I am not sure I would draft any of the whiteouts that I'm going to talk about, unless you're in a dynasty league, and then I would draft Laquan Treadwell, who is going in the 12th round right now. Is a rookie. I'm okay with that. 12 is. I think that's kind of a
1: bargain. I think that's. He could you know, be the wide receiver one.
2: He could be, but he great. Might be how he's great. for Minnesota got.
0: Vikings.
2: Woo! <laughs> but I that's have some party. <laughs> right now, he is being quote unquote eased into first string offense and first string reps. Uh, but like Brandon said, who knows how long that will actually be? He could be a starting wide receiver by mid He's a rookie. Maybe that the easing in him in will go quickly. Maybe it won't. But as of right now, the people in front of him are Charles Johnson, who a is not doesn't even have an ADP at all literally not ranked overall and Stefan Diggs who is going in the 10th 11th round uh, you know they're both again he looks good in the, too it, he looks good in practice he does look good yeah. if Laquan Charles is going to bump one out he's going to bump Charles Johnson out Stefan Diggs will be the one that will still stay but both Charles Johnson and Stefan Diggs did show flashes of intrigue last year but overall this offense has a really hard time establishing rhythm in the air so to me, this leaves them all to be fairly somewhat undesirable. Um, but again, I do think in the eleventh, twelfth round, that's that's not bad value. So something to think about. Rather take the fourth Don't wide receiver me. for
0: Green Bay than the number one wide receiver for Minnesota. Bold, bold. Sorry, Ashley.
2: <laughs> bold, on. but I mean, <laughs> if I had to compare, I probably I'd rather take Travis Benjamin. Oh, yeah. You know, I'd oh, yeah, I'd probably rather take Bruce <laughs> Ellington or Torrey Smith. I mean, that's what you have to Torrey compare Smith yourself for to. for sure. <clears throat> but we're going to know more in preseason. Laquan Treadwell, this is a great example of preseason. We will know a lot more in the weeks mm-hmm. coming up here about what's actually going to be going on with Laquan Treadwell. This is purely if you had a draft tomorrow, what we're talking about. We'll know more in a few weeks. Or Dynasty. So we'll look at yeah. you on that. Or Dynasty. But. Um, Anyway, my don't drafts, Jarek McKinnon. I'm not saying don't draft, but he falls for me somewhere in this in the potential of a sleeper slash don't draft and the fact that, again, we're, we're going to find out a lot more. I do think he's going to be utilized, but is, is he worth being on your roster? If you've got AP, yeah. Why not get Jarek McKinnon? You can get him in the 16th slash 17th round. Lock it up get Jared McKinnon. He, he's the handicap if you're going to do it. But don't expect a whole lot out of him. He's basically going to ride your bench into, um, unless there's an injury or you got a really funky week. So that's the thing with McKinnon. If we're going to go to Cincinnati Bengals here, our must drafts are A.J. Green. That is an obvious six-wide receiver off the board. Hmm. Jeremy Hill, he was the 14th highest scoring running back last year. He had. I want to give a little comparison here between Giovanni Bernard and Jeremy Hill. He had 794 rushing yards, 11 touchdowns, but only 79 receiving yards and one touchdown. Whereas Giovanni Bernard, and and Jeremy Hill is going in the fourth slash fifth round. Giovanni Bernard is going in the eighth round, so he's a lot cheaper. He had almost the same amount of rushing at 730, but it's the touchdowns that will get you. He only had two rushing touchdowns compared to the 11 of Jeremy Hill, Yardage is the same, touchdowns is the problem, but he had 472 receiving yards compared to the only 79 of Jeremy Hill. So they're actually fairly comparable. Now granted, Giovanni Bernard is the 21st highest, highest scoring compared to the 14th, but for the value, I don't have a problem if you're going to shoot for Giovanni Bernard over Jeremy Hill and you choose somebody else because the yardage is similar enough, your output is similar enough. If you had one touchdown difference, they're virtually identical players. One different well, touchdown. of league. I mean, PPR League, you, you gotta go Bernard. So keep that in mind. Because again, yes, Jeremy Hill is the top one, but this is the one committee I don't have a problem with in the NFL because they both this offense has really solidified a place for both of them. So For Thank me God,
0: I, it's the best it's the most successful running back by committee ever.
2: It really is. It really is. My <laughs> draft is uh, Tyler Eifert. He's on the pup list due to an ankle injury uh, for you know surgery he had earlier in the year. They thought he might be ready to come back by now, but he is still out and allegedly might take another couple months to get ready due to the nature of the injury. If, if it had been surgery on the outside versus the inside of the ankle, it would it reduced it by two months. So this puts us at the end of September for Tyler Eifert to come back at the earliest. That makes me a little bit nervous. And because of that, my sleeper is Brandon LaFell, who I've gone back and forth on, I feel like, every other show. But with Tyler Mm. Eifert out, Mm. who was a touchdown vulture, you're still going to get your 50% drop rate with Brandon LaFell. This will still happen. But I do think he's got potential to snag some touchdowns, and that is where he's going to make up for it. Because of of the Tyler Eifert situation (laughs) being out. (laughs) He's No. Don't you do that. But Tyler you Boyd. Tyler Boyd. I think Boyd will play a factor too, but I do think LaFelle mm-hmm. will be in the mix. He's barely being he's barely being. And drafted. he's so cheap. He's yeah, he's he, he's got one overall. Yeah. Yeah. Pick him up pick him up as you need him. You don't have to draft him because he's not being drafted, but I do think there's sleeper potential here because of the Eifert injury. Yes. Indianapolis Colts to the Buffalo
1: Bills, Brandon, the coats. <laughs> D- well, I'm uh, getting all <coughs> choked up uh, because, emotionally, I'm very torn about this team. T Y Hilton supposedly has come into camp looking great, doing everything, amazing. Same with Dante Moncrief, coming into camp, looking great, doing everything, amazing. Must-stars, definitely. Uh, Frank Gore supposedly has come in looking really good. And you know what this guy always does? Gets over a thousand rushing yards. He does. He does. I mean, it's like (laughs) another one of those guys you say, really? At the end of the year? Really? But he does every, every year. And if you have to do something behind him, this Josh Ferguson kid, everyone's talking about him. I'm really worried he's going to blow up in the preseason have like an Amir Abdullah play where he runs all the way down the field and then everyone's gonna overdraft him but uh, he is someone to keep your eye on for sure well here's my problem though Andrew Luck didn't come into camp looking perfect like everyone else and he was really bad last year he was really bad Yeah. So I'm a little confused. I really need to see the preseason, which is also why I don't want to put Philip Dorsett and Dwayne Allen on my do not draft list, but I need to see Andrew Luck before I can really fully invest, and specifically Philip Dorsett. He's definitely the number three wide receiver. But um, you know, Dwayne Allen is such a good blocker. He'll definitely be on the field. I don't know about fantasy yet, so keep your eyes peeled definitely for this game. I am down and out on
2: Philip Dorsett. Down and out. I am down and out. I want to a part of it. Bye,
0: Felicia. Buffalo Bills must draft Sammy Watkins. He's off the pub list. He's definitely injury prone, but when he's on the field, he's gold. You just got to know what you're getting yourself into. It's scary, but it's awesome all at the same time.
1: Sammy Box. Watkins! Sammy
0: Watkins! It's my daughter's uh, favorite fantasy guy. <laughs> so they have Watkins jerseys. They have a Watkins dance. They're in the back playing. They hear Sammy Watkins on the TV. They run out and they just start doing their dance and assuming he got a touchdown. Uh, which you can mostly assume. Yeah. LaShawn McCoy. I really like him, guys. This is a, They have a very tough schedule. But the best thing about McCoy is that there's nobody around him this year. Carlos Williams is suspended for smoking, I'm guessing ganja. Yes, yeah, the ganja. Sitting on his bottom, eating the bonbons, supporting his pregnant fiance. That's what he's been doing this offseason. Good for him. That's
1: right. Good for him. Be.
0: He's been relaxing. Right. He Sounds like a nice life. Carrying about <laughs> the fact that he is an NFL running back at all, um, but you know what? That's okay because it's good for McCoy owners for sure. Um, but overall, guys, this is a really tough schedule for the for the bills. Um, I do like uh, Robert Woods. I think he has the potential. um and especially with Sammy being, you know, injury prone, I think that he's a good very late round pick. And if for don't draft, this Reggie Bush madness coming into Buffalo, you stop love it. it. Stop it, stop it, stop it. He's gonna be on special teams. He will occasionally be used in the running game, but listen. He's had less than fifty total yards the last year. Um, last year in the last five games he played. He played five games last year and he had less than fifty yards.
2: I don't want somebody It'll like be that. be the kick return guy. That's what they're saying. Special teams. All right, guys, look at your settings though. Look at your settings and see where that player falls in. I don't Does think that- he has what he used to have. I I agree, but I'm just saying, sometimes there's weird games or things like crazy DFS things where you get someone for literally they pay you to pick him up style. There's some crazy settings in your defense, I'm just saying, because this is true for other wide receivers or running backs. Know your settings, because sometimes in certain settings, if you are the return guy and you score a touchdown that goes to the defense, not to your player. In other cases, it goes to the player and not your defense. So just know that because yeah. it does give certain players a little extra little, little little cherry on top of
0: value. Also, Buffalo Bills just lost one of their best defensive players. I'm not saying don't draft them, but you definitely need to keep an eye on their, their way that they're working together um, in this preseason because it might become a problem. Again, tough schedule. Jacksonville Jaguars, the New York Jets, the Jags. We always say we have a soft spot. For these guys so I'm just gonna go into it Allen Robinson Allen Hearns to me are must drafts but it's got to be for the right price mm-hmm. um, Blake Bortles uh, I also have him as a must draft listen everybody is really down on this offense since the defense is much improved this year but the five top quarterbacks last year all had, had great defenses Newton Brady Wilson Bortles Palmer they're all Bortles obviously wasn't, but he is now. They're all on great defenses, so it doesn't necessarily have to affect your quarterback.
1: Agreed. So
0: everybody's down on Bortles. Take advantage of it. <laughs> Get him. You know, like, I mean, I'm not, like, so in love with this offense. I'm not so in love with Bortles, but the value for Bortles to me is the best pick of the three.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, Alan Hearns in the sixth round I think is totally legit too. I think it's fine. Um, sleepers, Jacksonville, Jacksonville's defense. Again, mm. it's the third easiest schedule for that defense. So they're the 12th defense on the boards. So if you're in 12-man league, you have to drop them. But if you're not,
1: Looked you to might strain. take
0: them over somebody else like the Buffalo Bills, possibly. Mm. Um, I am not drafting Chris Ivory or TJ Yeldon. They say the carries are going to be split 55-45 with Ivory on top. I don't think it's going to necessarily stay that way the whole season, but uh-uh. I'm just not in love with this running back by committee. I think Bortles is going to throw more than people think he's going to. I'm also, I'm I'm holding on this Julius Thomas. I can't decide whether I like him or not. I know we had a really bad season last year. He has never played all 16 games in the NFL. But for some reason, I'm very optimistic about him. I don't know what it is, but I'm Me just there for him. Yeah. The New York
2: Jets, Ashley. Well, this one's going to be really quick because the Jets are just very simple. In fact, (laughs) Brandon Marshall, you're drafting him. Eric Decker, this is a no-brainer. Matt Forte, I am jazzed for Matt Forte this year. I know some are not. I think it's going to be great. I'm really excited for this entire team. And he's also in my must-draft category. But for my sleeper, Bilal Powell. Every, everyone who's played fantasy long enough has these certain little gems, these little jewels that you're able to pick up that have come in and substantially helped you in some weeks because you know they're going to be dependent upon for the passing game and, and the theoretics for me last year, Blau Powell. These are guys that you can get in the 13th, 14th round that you can definitely count on in some flex positions. Absolutely. So for me, I feel comfortable with him in that 14th round. You should feel comfortable with him as well. Uh, And in my don't drafts, don't draft of the tight ends. You've got Kellen Davis, not ranked on ADP, and Jason Morrow. Um, I think Forte kind of ruins it for them. You've got an established enough Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's not going to need to do the dump-off. And if he does want to do the dump-off, you're going to dump off to the dump-off man, the god of it all, Matt Forte. So (laughs) why would you dump off to Kellen Davis and Jason Morrow you're not going to so for me this Matt Forte completely ruins it for the 10s so you're not drafting any of them maybe better quarterback options than Fitzy the dress mm. lot
0: they did it, <sighs> Miami Dolphins the New York <laughs> Giants the Dolphins. obviously we're drafting Jarvis Landry uh, it's a tough schedule for all the wide receivers just so you know um, but Ryan Tannehill has Peyton Manning, so we're okay, right? No? <laughs> no. Not...
1: Oh, always Adam Gase, the savior. <laughs> oh, yeah. Adam he's Gase. He's going to come yeah. make Tannehill into Manning, right? <laughs> right, right. It's possible. Awesome, right? Ew.
0: Um, Arian Foster, another one of these picks that you just know you're picking him and he's going to get hurt. But you're, what you're going to get out of him when you have him is going to be great. So I'm okay with you drafting him. Totally fine. His ADP is only going to rise. So I always like late drafts, but in this instance... (laughs) Yeah. Sooner the better. Um, And listen, I personally don't like Jay I think I've made that pretty clear. The man doesn't have a kneecap. But (laughs) he is listed as the starter in Miami, and you can get him in the eighth round. So the value is there. (sighs) Foster will eventually die, so Jay will be there... JJ might die too, so um, it's they're okay. He's okay to take um, Devonte Parker. Um, he is back to practice after sitting over a week with a hamstring injury. Right after he recovered from a foot injury, these might be one of these like overrated dudes, right? This could be an overrated guy. He
2: is. I, he,
0: is. I, he is playing for Miami, and Tannehill's <laughs> throwing him the ball. Um, but maybe this isn't a matter. I'm not sure it was a night. Maybe this isn't a matter. He should see more targets now that Matthews is a Tennessee. I don't know. That's the best I got. I'm iffy with him. Um, no sleepers, no don't draft. Um, everybody's a don't draft,
1: other than the people I know. What about Jordan names. Cameron? I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> Cameron Jordan? <gasps> Who? <laughs> <laughs>
1: The disrespect name yeah.
0: game that Courtney plays with us. Yeah, no, nice. yeah, that's not that's not funny. Giants, Ashley,
2: Eli Manning. I think he's going to have a good season. I'm not. He's not going to fall in your top twenty five, but I think he's going to have a decent enough season. He was in the top ten last year. At the very end, they're rounding out ten, but um, you can get him in the eighth to ninth round, so that's good value, that's kind of one of those guys that you target and stack up on your receivers and your running backs, maybe grab yourself a Greg Olson in the mix, and then you go for your quarterbacks that's that's Eli, if you're one of those drafters and Eli's the kind of guy that you're looking for, obviously Adele Beckham Jr., we're drafting him but if unless you're in the first or second position in the entire draft, you're not getting OBJ, so just accept it and move on, he's not going to fall to you you have to take him one or two overall so that's that's that on on him. Now my sleeper is Rashad Jennings and I am a little baffled on the Jennings hate. You can get him in the in the tenth. And here here's the thing that's really interesting to me is that I understand they've had a lot of running backs and all that kind of stuff, but he finished in the top twenty last season. And when you were watching, you were thinking, Wow, he had a really bad season. They weren't able to establish any sort of run. The Giants overall were a bit of a mess, which I'm not gonna dispute with you but but oh He finished in the top 20 of running backs. He is an RB2. There's no way around that. And if you look at the last four weeks of the season, he carried the ball 79 times. He was getting that workload, which was everybody was concerned about. And I I, got a different coach, a different offense right now. But he is—he's already won the position now in terms of being the starting running back. They've already established that he's going to be their go-to guy. And he had 432 yards with 5.5 yards per carry his last four games. This guy's not dead. He's still able to play. He's established himself as a starting running back. And he was a top running, top RB2. Not top RB2, but he was in the RB1 and RB2 category last year. Why are we hating on this guy so much? Because there's so many let... running backs on the damn team, Ashley. But they've been, they, but they've been cutting. They've been cutting... With camp, So I think we're going to see this get drop down, but he's still their guy. And you know what? Let him hate, because you can get this guy, again, a starter in the 10th round. I'm fine with that. I'm cautious on my, they're not on Not don't drafts, we're very cautious on drafting Sterling Shepard and Victor Cruz, because we really need to see preseason to actually see how that's going to flush out in the depth chart.
0: I want Victor that's- Cruz to come
2: back, but I'm so
0: sad. I'm afraid
1: he's done. <laughs> Oakland Raiders at the Arizona Cardinals well Amari Cooper is a must draft but you have to take him the second round meanwhile you can get Michael Crabtree in the eighth so that's a conundrum but I still feel I still believe in Amari Cooper's talent and I still think the the team does as well Speaking of the team believing in talent, Clive Walford was a second-round pick. They believe in him. And over 75% of his stats actually happened in the last eight games of the season. He was a rookie last year. Rookie tight ends never do anything. The only rookie tight end to ever go over 600 yards since 2007 was John Carlson of the Seattle Seahawks. Ish. No. We know Robert how that Warkowski turned out. Got, yeah, Rob get got a lot of touchdowns, but still, it's just, it's it's classic. So I think that he might actually get a bump his sophomore year, which is exciting. So he's on my list of sleepers. And then, I mean, I can't decide about this Latavius Murray, uh, DeAndre Washington situation. That is definitely something I want to see through preseason. I still think it's going to be Murray. Yeah. But, uh but if Washington breaks one, you have Washington ranked at ten. No. Okay. I must have put that as something else. I'm I don't like, do the running backs. No. Miss sorry. Miss some news. I have missed some news. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it. I bet it's forty. I bet it's the number above. But yeah. yeah. And so yeah. no no no. And then I have the don't draft for Derek Carr. I'll tell you why. It's a tough. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a weird schedule, and on top of that. He's getting so much hype. And I think actually him at New Orleans week one is just bait. Like something's going to go wrong. Every time we say to start people against New Orleans, it doesn't work out. I don't know. I'm worried about it. It could just be me. Sad. And Brandon. It, yeah. Arizona. Oh, then the Arizona Cardinals. There we go. So this is actually a very clear team for me. You definitely want to draft David Johnson. We have him ranked number two, clearly. I'm very high on Carson Palmer. I have him at number six, mostly because I'm he has him. so many –
2: uh yeah.
1: weapons i it's like how do you deny the weapons that he has around him so I so, consistent. so consistent so consistent as I long as he that. can stay alive yeah stay alive carson you can do this by the way my husband's name is carson so whenever i say carson bomber i speak to carson it's very weird for me um stay alive carson i say that every night uh, Arizona de- – <laughs> I think – so we have Arizona defense ranked number five. I think Arizona defense might be number one. Why? Because they play St. Louis twice and San Francisco Chip Kelly's twice. That's four games. They're must-start. Yeah. We're just starting with that. That's the baseline. So, uh, yeah. Gurley and start- is
0: a team on his own, you guys. You but forget, he- that Gurley's going to run all over them, and he's going to get touchdowns, and he's the
2: man – he can do it. Yeah, but Gurley's going to get two touchdowns a game generally max, right? Yeah. And two touchdowns a game isn't going to kill the defense game. entirely. It will right. be a defensive And game. then
1: Case Kingdom's going to throw two interceptions. Turnovers. Again. That's right. Yeah. They'll make it back on the interceptions. And in a save on Austin or someone will fumble. I mean, we're talking about... I it, I agree with you about Todd Gurley, but I don't think he's going to make up enough for me not to start the defense All right. going up All against right. him. All right. You know. Know. But the sleepers aren't really sleepers, but I just want to say that there's the Michael Floyd, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, John Brown sandwich that's happening, and I... Uh, I think all three of them are going to be really good players. Luckily, that we have them ranked between 26 and 32. Like I did that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, happy little so, family. You're looking at them being your wide receiver three-ish. Yeah. So that's... It's a lot of risk. Two, yeah.
2: two to three to paint on the bye.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I just would say watch that. And also, J.J. Nelson is someone that if you're going really, really deep in your league, see someone to keep an eye out for. And uh, I didn't even rank a Cardinal tight end, so that's a do not start. Bam. Tampa Bay Buccaneers of the Philadelphia Eagles. Mike Evans.
2: <sighs> I just feel like the hate's going to happen this season. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. He was the 26th highest scoring wide receiver last year. He's going as the 12th off the board for wide receivers and 24th overall. That is too rich for me. I Mm. can't do it. To me, he's a given in terms of yes, you're going to draft him, but to me, he's not a given wide receiver one. Nope. Oh, really?
1: I don't think think so.
2: I think he's a high-end wide receiver, too. Wow. This is where I'm saying I feel the hate. I don't know if it's just like it's brewing <laughs> inside me. Listen, um, you can't watch his games. You just can't watch his yeah, games. Yeah, don't
0: watch. It, it, it's it's he gets you the fantasy
2: points. Yeah. But he was the 26th highest scoring wide receiver. He technically fell out of wide receiver two rankings last year. He fell into a flexion ranking Based off statistics last year, he was not a wide receiver one. He was not a wide receiver two. In standard. He was a high end wide yeah. receiver
1: three. Instead.
2: Yeah. you're going to say, yeah, he had Jamarcus Russell, yada, yada, yada. I understand that. And yes, PPR is a different situation because he gets targeted an insane amount. Um, but.
1: You mean Jameis Winston, not Jamarcus Russell,
2: right? Yeah, sorry. I said, did I say Jamarcus Russell? Or I said Jameis Winston. Yeah, that was a throwback. Wow.
1: Yeah, I was good. My
2: my, my 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 hatred fueled right now. Here's my situation: <laughs> is that he's he, he. you can say he had Jameis Winston as his quarterback, but guess what? He's got Jameis Winston as his quarterback again this year. Yes, they've been working on their chemistry. Yes, they've been doing all this stuff outside of camp and in camp. I'm just a little bit nervous. For me, I just think 24th might be a little too rich for me personally. So and I think that should be your self. feeling for you as well. Doug Martin. He's going as a ninth off the board for running backs. Okay with that. I think that's fine. Possible sleepers, I would say Vincent Jackson, but I don't feel good about it because, again, rough offense. Cameron Braid's going to be their tight end. I don't think he's much of a sleeper either. Charles Sims, though, is a guy that I do like. I think he's a good guy to stash away on your bench. Because look, if you look at last year, he had 529 rushing yards, but he had 561 passing yards and four touchdowns. And this is all why Doug Martin finally had a resurgence year and was still the third highest scoring running back. So there, there is clearly enough Touches and time to go around for both of them that I think it's worth it, and we don't draft anybody else.
0: Nobody else. Nope. Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Zach Ertz, I guess, must draft. I don't know. That's what I the agree. word on the round town is. Um, I put him in must starts because I'm really just des- like depressed looking at this team overall. Um, I can't decide if I'm like depressed looking at him or I'm like, yay! I only have to talk about one person for the whole season. Uh, it's like back and forth, back and forth. Um, but Earth should see more targets this season. 75 receptions, 853 yards last year with two touchdowns. But he has the 10th easiest schedule. So that is good. Um, Jordan Matthews, he isn't a sleeper. I have him under my sleeper category, but he isn't. He recently bruised his knee, which will make him sidelined for up to four weeks. Um, people may let him drop a little bit lower in the ADPs where you can get like really good value. Now, yes, it's an injury and it's scary and blah, blah, blah But they have nobody else on this team. They have nobody else on this team. Now, everybody's yeah. worried about the new offensive guy. It doesn't matter. They have nobody else on this team. And oh, they I want all the
1: Ryan Matthews stock.
0: You're going to take all the Ryan Matthews stock? No. You are yeah. investing in yeah. Ryan Matthews?
1: I you. believe We're in not. Doug Peterson oh, running the ball. Brandon. I'm going to get Brandon. Brandon. Ken yeah, Barber Barner, but, and Wendell Smallwood. I'm just going to eat it, all of it. I, just just go double, I triple, get that. quadruple I get,
0: down yeah. on it. I get that they want to run the ball, but they don't have any running backs. So that's fine. They can run the ball as much as they want. But I'm not in, <laughs> I'm not buying into this running back system. I like uh, it. Oh, I shouldn't say that. The system is fine. The players are not.
2: So Hot takes.
0: I'm not buying. You buy that, Brandon, all you want. Washington Redskins right, and Atlanta Falcons.
1: All right, so the must-starts are definitely Jordan Reed, even though the injury history, and Kirk Cousins, who had the number one completion percentage in the league last year. If you're looking at adjusting it for the um, uh, drops and or uh, throwing it out of bounds or what have you, he had the second most or the second highest percentage, but that was just behind Teddy Bridgewater, and you don't want Teddy Bridgewater. So he's accurate, and he has a good offense. Sleepers, Deshaun Jackson for the first time ever is a sleeper. So we have him ranked 33, and we're high on him. Yeah, that's nuts. You guys, Sean him. Jackson, if he's healthy, is quarterback proof. He's like the DeAndre Hopkins of your, but he's now still quarterback Just, proof. I, I, exactly. I don't understand. Well, meaning that like he can have a terrible quarterback and he still gets yards. But Kirk Cousins is not terrible. No, 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 but if you were concerned, it doesn't matter. Yeah, right. He just does his own thing. Uh, You know, and Matt Jones is a guy that we just have to say his name, but um, he's a starter, so it is what it is. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to say on the do not draft list, though, Josh Doxson, uh, who I love as a rookie wide receiver, but he is injured. It's not good. It's an Achilles injury. He hasn't been able to practice. It's, you know, for this year, I'm not thinking about it. Dynasty, sure, this year, no go. As far as the Atlanta Falcons are concerned, Devontae Freeman, in my opinion, is the next Matt Forte. You heard me. You heard me. You did not like Freeman when all of a sudden you jump on the Freeman train. No, no. Freeman. I liked Freeman. I li- I always liked Freeman, but I I believed that Kyle Shanahan's hubris was going to get in the way and he was going to bench him for Tevin Coleman. But I think oh. it's undeniable now. It just, It is what it is. He's having a great camp. They brought in Alex Mack on the offensive line and supposedly since then he's just been on fire. And a lot of people say, oh, he's going to lose touches to Tevin Coleman. I don't think so. Get over it. You know what? If he does, it's just going to be more efficient. That's right, exactly. What's wrong with sharing the ball occasionally? Yeah. It's only going to keep
0: them fresh. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm with you. Yeah. And obviously you start Julio Jones. As far as the sleepers are concerned... I'm going to say Matt Ryan just because Julio Jones and Devontae Freeman are so great. And his numbers last season did not really correlate to how much they moved the ball up and down the field. They just could not convert in the red zone. It can't be that bad again. It was just too weird. It was a very fluky year for the Falcons. So I don't believe that. And maybe Tevin Coleman is a handcuff. And then the do not draft list. I'm sorry. Muhammad Sanu, Justin Hardy, Jacob Tammy. If you're in a Kyle Shanahan offense and you're not the number one wide receiver or the number one Running back, you're not on my fantasy team. That's how he runs his offense. Bye. Bye. Seattle
0: Seahawks at Kansas
2: City Chiefs. Must drafts Russell Wilson. He's getting drafted in the fourth round, and I'm okay with it. He and I'm coming I around, girl. Thomas. You're coming around. We we have found peace with each other. He probably is unaware that we've had a rift these years, but we have found peace. <laughs> um, Thomas Rawls, he's going in the third. Um, I'm okay with it. It may be a little rich for me. I need to see camp. I definitely want to see list. camp on that. Um, but he's off the pup list, which is good news. Um, but we've got a couple of play- players behind him. Do not concern yourself with Christian Michael. I want to hear his name. Don't even ask me. Don't even think about tweeting me a question <laughs> about him. It is off limits for at least the first four weeks of the season. Don't even ask me. Doug Baldwin, um, again... I think he's a low-end wide receiver one. I don't think he's even a top wide receiver one. I think he's a low-end wide receiver one. I think they're going to shift back to the running game, which they've expressed that they're going to shift back to the running game. I don't think that means that Doug Baldwin is not going to receive catches. He is going to receive catches, and he clearly will catch anything that is thrown his way. I just think he's a little bit on the slightly lower end. He's going in the fourth to fifth round, and I think that's exactly where he should go. So I think he's got some good value there. I think that's where you can target him, and you're fine. My sleepers. Paul Richardson. If you are bold, if you're willing to risk a bit, you can grab Paul Richardson at the end of your draft. He is the speedy, fastest guy on this team. He is a talent. And no, I am not saying this because he is a Colorado buff. That is not why. I've believed in Paul Richardson for a while. He's just had a bad strain of injuries. But he's looking really good in camp. He's fast. He allegedly is healthy. He's not going drafted. So, if you want to do some crazy pick or if you want to stream somebody or a daily play, Paul Richardson's a possibility.
0: Ashley's found her, Terrell Pryor, and Rod Streeter. And a little Paul Richardson.
2: It might be Paul Richardson. Might be.
0: Sweet. Might be.
2: (laughs) Uh, Jimmy Graham, he's technically a sleeper these days, guys, and he's going in the 11th round. (laughs) Awesome. Did we ever think there was going to be that day? Did we ever think that day was coming? That you know, injury is bad. Yeah. I had Gronk and Jimmy it.
1: Graham on the same team and I laughed at myself. Two years ago I would have been like
0: Yeah, you would have had no wide receivers or running
2: backs. Yeah. And then uh, C.J. um, he's going in the 14th round and his role is being compared to that of Fred Jackson while in Seattle um, in terms of how he's going to be used because he is technically the third stream running back but he's going to come in as a passing back, right? So if you look at how Jackson did, Jackson had the ball 26 times and caught 32 passes for 58 total touches. Expect around the same rookie here. don't expect greatness out of him. There's a lot of hype. I'm not sure it's really warranted. We'll have to wait and see with training camp. But the don't drafts, I feel pretty good about pretty much everybody on this team. I don't think there's any obvious do not drafts on this team. Kansas City Chiefs, Jamal Charles is a given. Travis Kelsey as the seventh highest scoring tight end is a given. Jeremy Macklin, who is the 16th highest scoring wide receiver, is a given. As is Kansas City defense, who is the second highest, but also had the second most interceptions in the league last year. And will be playing twice a very interesting quarterback crew in Denver. And Philip Rivers, who loves to throw and air the ball out. And Derek Carr, who has been known to throw an interception or two here. I think they're going to be just fine. And everyone <laughs> else you don't draft. Other than Char West, I do like Char West. I like yourself handcuffing yourself with Char Kendrick West if you are a Jamal Charles person.
0: And if you listened to our show last week, you know uh, we were pretty high on Nick Fall's going to Dallas. That did not happen. He found a home in the Kansas right. City, Missouri. So mm. there you go. There you go. Yummy. <laughs> Yummy. It's- continues. Awesome. Well, that's it for us, you guys. Make sure you listen to us next week. Make sure you listen to us on Saturday from 9 to 11 Eastern on SiriusXM Fantasy Network. Um, make sure you subscribe to her HerFantasyFootball.com. The tier draft sheet that we make is out of control and will save you at your drafts.
1: We've mm-hmm. used it
0: every draft. Uh, for the last two years, and it's amazing. So you have to subscribe to get that um, in the email. So do that. Do that now. And then you will also get um, the entry to our fun Diced game that we do on our Series XM show. Um, we have fun roles for fan FanDuel lineups. So subscribe. Subscribe now. Also give us a nice ranking on iTunes or listen to us on Blog Talk Radio. Chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB or on Facebook slash Her Fantasy Football. Until next time, no more faking it.